Hello, and welcome to the Daily Claims Podcast, where we talk about life as an insurance adjuster from the perspective of property, auto, liability, and workers' compensation adjusters. My goal is to bring interesting topics in the world of claims adjusting to people who are working as an adjuster now and to people who are considering a career as a claims adjuster. Today's topic, we're going to talk about assignment of benefits and automobile claims and fraud. So first, let's talk about what an assignment of benefits agreement is. This is commonly referred to as an AOB, and it's used across automobile and property claims. It's a first-party property type of an agreement with a vendor. What it does is it allows a policyholder to assign the benefits that they would normally get under their insurance policy to a third party. This allows that third party to make an insurance claim on their behalf. It also allows them to make decisions on how repairs will be made, and they'll ultimately directly bill the insurance carrier for the services that they provide. So let's talk a little bit about why a policyholder would ever consider doing this. One reason is a policyholder may not want to be burdened with having to deal with repairs to their home or their automobile. The idea is that they can simply sign this document and somebody else will take care of the repairs on a kind of a turnkey basis. If I have damage to my roof, I could sign an assignment of benefits form for a roofing company, and then that roofing company would deal directly with the insurance company so I don't have to. So then the roofing company and the insurance company will reach some sort of an agreement, presumably, and then the roofing company will get up there and make repairs to my roof, and everything will be good. So This sounds like a a pretty good deal for a policyholder because they don't have to deal with finding contractors, monitoring contractors, paying the the contractors. It sounds like a turnkey kind of an idea, Uh, but in practice, there happens to be a lot of room for fraudulent activities when it comes to an assignment of benefits. And if you think about it, there's probably some other problems as well, because now the agreement is between you and the contractor or service provider, but they're dealing with your insurance company. And that insurance company doesn't have the same interest in your home or your car that you would. So is that insurance company going to monitor the contractor's work? Are they going to call them out when the contractor does something shady? Passing the buck is not the best way to handle an insurance claim in my experience. And that's kind of what an AOB is to me. It's passing the buck allowing the contractor to deal with your insurance company. You're not really taking ownership of the damage in your property, to my mind. Some professionals in the industry will say that once you sign an assignment of benefits document, you are now relinquishing control and direction of your claim. The contractor or the repairer takes over and they can submit whatever they want to to your insurance company, even if it's underhanded or fraudulent. Sometimes they can do this without even having completed the work. Let's say that happens. You sign an AOB, contractor submits a claim to the insurance company. Let's say it's an inflated claim and then they never do the work. What then? There's another scary part of an AOB to consider. Once you sign an assignment of benefits document, that vendor, contractor, repairer now has to comply with all the policy conditions that you normally would. And if you fail to comply with those policy conditions yourself under normal circumstances, the insurance company could potentially deny your claim. They could disclaim coverage because of non-cooperation. As an example, there's a proof of loss requirement in most property policies. That requirement says that once the insurance company demands a proof of loss, it must be submitted to them within 60 days. And here in New York, uh, 
failure to comply with that requirement can be very detrimental to your claim. It could set up grounds for the insurance company to issue a coverage disclaimer for non-cooperation, and those types of coverage issues have been held up in the courts in favor of insurance companies. So imagine a scenario where you sign an AOB, the vendor contractor repairer, is now responsible to comply with all the policy conditions, and the insurance company makes a demand for a proof of loss. And either through incompetence or a mistake or just a flat-out refusal to cooperate, let's say your vendor decides not to comply with that request, and then the insurance company denies the coverage for the claim because of failure to cooperate. Well, now you've lost all your benefits under the policy as well. Another example of where things can go south with an AOB agreement is when your vendor, contractor, repairer gets into a dispute over the value of the claim with your insurance company. You may never even know about this dispute, and let's say this dispute escalates, either because the insurance company is being obstinate about what they'll pay, or perhaps your vendor, contractor, repairer, is making an unreasonable claim with inflated labor rates or otherwise outrageous costs, and the insurance company just won't agree to it. And then a lawsuit begins. This could happen because your vendor now has rights under the policy that you would normally have, and they could file suit against that insurance company to get benefits that would normally be available to them. What would that mean? Well, that means that lawyers will get involved, and when they get involved, legal fees start to accumulate. And when that happens, is the vendor going to pay all those legal fees, or are you going to be on the hook for them? And what if they're unsuccessful in getting what they want? What if they make missteps throughout the litigation process and the claim gets completely thrown out and then you're left with no claim? So if you're a policyholder considering an assignment of benefits agreement with a vendor or contractor, the National Insurance Crime Bureau has listed some best practices, a checklist, if you will. First, get multiple estimates for any work, not just from one vendor, but from several. Ask for references and check reviews of the contractors that you intend to use. And never let a contractor pressure you into hiring them. If they're putting undue pressure on you, that's a pretty good signal that they're not necessarily above board. Get everything in writing, including the cost of the work, payments, schedules, exactly what will be done, time schedules for that work, guarantees, and any other details that you want promised in writing. Read the contract in full. If there are any blanks or redacted portions of the contract, be sure that you understand what they mean and why they're redacted and consider whether or not they should be included in the contract. Don't pay the contractor in full or sign a completion certificate until the work is done. Tell the contractor that You need to see all the documents that are being sent to your own insurance company and make sure you understand those documents. If you're going to work with an AOB, you may want to have someone assist you through that process, either through your own insurance broker or even a public adjuster. Assignment of benefits uh, agreements can be a minefield. So as I said, the, the main purpose of this discussion today is to talk a little bit about assignment of benefits agreement, but Mostly it's to talk about how they come into play in the world of auto insurance coverage and fraudulent activities surrounding automobile claims. Most specifically, this happens with auto glass claims. So this talk is in large part a summary of a document issued by the Florida Justice Reform Institute. And I'm going to put a link to that document in the show notes here. And it goes into much greater detail than I will hear. And it has helpful charts and things uh, for you to read. And that is the basis for this conversation today. So check that out. Now, auto glass claims, you wouldn't 
maybe necessarily suspect that as a hotbed for fraudulent activity because glass claims aren't that expensive in the big scheme of things. I mean, I'm glad I have full glass coverage and I wouldn't want to have to pay that out of my own pocket necessarily. Um, I do pay premiums for that, but compared to a house fire or a catastrophic injury claim, window glass claims tend to be smaller in nature. But a strange thing has happened and it has to do with assignment of benefits. As it turns out, this phenomenon is fairly widespread across the state of Florida. My last podcast was about Florida. This one happens to be about Florida too. It's just that I don't know what is it about Florida. They just keep getting in the news with their insurance nonsense. Apparently, auto glass repair vendors have been working with various attorneys to create this profitable means of bilking insurance companies out of money. It involves an assignment of benefits. One important aspect of the assignment of benefits agreement, as I mentioned earlier, is that it allows the vendor to initiate legal action against the insurance company if they can't reach an agreement on the value. And if the glass company submits a claim that's grossly inflated to the insurance company, it's likely that the insurance company won't agree to pay an unfair demand. And when that happens, oftentimes the, the glass company coupled with their attorney will file suit against the insurance company. This forces the insurance company to expend extra money to compensate their own attorneys who now have to defend these ridiculous cases. And because, as I said, glass claims are usually fairly low value, the cost to defend them can be far more than the actual cost of the claim. Now, it turns out that glass claims happen to be fertile ground for this type of fraud because in many states, most states probably, they are not subject to any deductible. So an unscrupulous glass repair company can approach a, an automobile owner and say, hey, why don't you let me look at your windshield and I'll get you a windshield for free, a brand new windshield for free because there's no deductible. That glass vendor then will require that the automobile owner sign an assignment of benefits and then that glass company will make a claim for the repair to that windshield. And oftentimes they'll do this whether the windshield needed to be replaced or not. And the language that they use to promote this is, again, free windshields. We'll get you a free windshield. There was a news story in Tampa in 2013, and a windshield repair shop was offering gift cards, stakes, and even cash in exchange for the signature on an assignment of benefits Form, allowing this windshield company then to then chase the insurance company for an inflated amount of the claim. It's gotten fairly blatant as well. Uh, Express Autoglass advertised in 2019 that they were offering $125 cash back with a windshield replacement. Now, how do they do that? Well, they must be inflating the, the value of the claim. They know that they're going to make a lot more than that by inducing people to come in for this, quote, free windshield and $125 in cash. I mean, let's do the math here. Do you really think that that is a legitimate enterprise? Another company, Autoglass America, was advertising a summer special with $150 in cash back. And they also had a $100 discount card to restaurant.com. So it's a total of $250. Now, in 2019, those two companies, between the two of them, 
filed just about a thousand lawsuits in Florida against insurance companies under an assignment of benefits agreement. Now, Allstate Insurance has been the target of some of these lawsuits, and they're quoted as saying that uh, these glass repair vendors solicit customers by using what they call harvesters that approach potential customers in, in random parking lots or where they work or going door to door throughout neighborhoods or stopping at collision repair shops and uh, stopping customers before they walk in. So it appears that these tactics have been working and are they have to be profitable for these companies because they continue to do it. So in 2020, I don't know if you remember 2020, but we had this thing, this pandemic come through, which you would think would stifle a lot of normal activity. However, that was one of the best years for AOB litigation when it comes to auto glass claims. There were 16,000 auto glass claims in Florida in that year. So it used to be that a windshield claim was a windshield claim. They The repairer would come out, remove the old windshield, take the the rearview mirror off, remount it to the new windshield after it was installed, and you'd be on your way. They'd take the stickers off, the registration stickers, transfer them to the new windshield, and that would be that. But today, with technology and cars today, there are, are usually sensors of some type that allow for driver assistance systems, automatic cruise control, things like that. Those uh, devices have to be removed and replaced as well, but they also have to be recalibrated. This recalibration has provided a new opportunity for fraudsters in this auto glass realm. Uh, this new endeavor is called uh, recalibration claims because they have to recalibrate these devices. So what is the answer to solve these problems? Well, one thing that insurance companies are doing in Florida is they are approaching some of these nasty glass repair companies and entering into pricing agreements with them in order to at least control the amount of inflation that could happen uh, and more certainly to avoid legal fees, which means that this is likely artificially inflating the costs for these services. It puts the insurance companies in a tough spot. They either have to fight these things and pay their attorneys to deal with litigation, or they have to bend to the wills of these unscrupulous companies and just overpay. So what does that mean for policyholders? Guess what? It means you're going to pay more as well. And as we all probably know, Florida insurance rates are getting a little out of hand if you read the news lately. Now, another thing some insurance companies have done is to include policy language that references the National Auto Glass Specifications Manual, and that's produced by Mitchell. And that can provide some consistency to the hours that would normally be charged for these services. Well, hopefully Florida can find an answer to this problem and that it resolves favorably for the policyholders in Florida. As I mentioned before, you'll want to check out the link in the comments below for the Florida Justice Reform Institute, and you want to check out their document titled, The Abuse of Autoglass AOBs Continues. That about wraps up this episode. Thanks for joining us again on the Daily Claims Podcast, where we talk about life as an insurance adjuster. I'd love it if you'd subscribe today and tell all of your adjuster friends to check this out as well. If you are in need of adjusting services, please visit www.auton.claims. And if you're interested in working as an independent liability adjuster, please go to www.auton.claims FQS and scroll down to the skills assessment button at the bottom and fill out your information and I'll get back to you right away.